Welcome back to another episode of the Tough Love Terry podcast. For today's episode, I am going to be sharing with you a live I did in my Everybody's Education group where I broke down the difference between fat shaming and thin shaming, where fat shaming is rooted in fat oppression. I go into the importance of understanding this for when it comes to dealing with our clients and also just dealing with humans in general. So enjoy. Hello, everybody. Oh, I forgot my intro music. Dang it. Hold on. Let's put on some music. Not Dawson's Creek. <laughs> While we wait for people to filter on in and say hi. See, the problem is we're going to listen to some Christmas pop. How does that sound? Oh, this isn't Christmas. It's going to take. We're listening to Brene Brown. Can you hear? I'm not. This is a slow song to start this with. Let's change it. Let's do. Oh, Kelly Clarkson? Hello, Shantae is here. Can you hear this? Say hello. Say good day. It's almost December. Get excited. I don't know which mic is working, if it's this one or this one, so I'm just going to hold it. Leave a comment. Tell me you're here. Hello, Avery. Hi, Laura. Anybody else in festive Christmas mood? Oh, it is this one? Perfect. And then I gotta hold the closer. <laughs> Hi, Jana. All right. Ready for the slow, um, what do you call that? Mute out? <laughs> Perfect. Oh, hello, everybody. Okay, so today's talk is all about the difference. Oh, that sounds fun. Uh, we don't put up a tree in our house. My husband's kind of like anti-holiday, plus we don't have space. Um, plus we have a cat, so all those things. Uh, hi, Kendra. Good day. Perfect. So yeah, so today I want to talk a little bit about the difference between fat oppression and thin shaming and uh, the difference there, just because um, we have a bunch of new people added to the group, and I think it's time for a reintroduction. If you are interested in this topic, um, please go check out uh, all the other previous lives. I've talked about this a few times before, um, but you can go check out old live videos as well on a similar topic around fat and all that good stuff. Um, so you can do this by going to media and then clicking on videos and you'll see all the lives that I've done there, um, which, yeah, 
I recommend going through and checking out. So if you're new to the group, welcome. We're going to talk all about fat, F-A-T, fat, F-A-T, fat. Everyone seems to have a problem with that word, so we're going to just say it. Fat, 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 fat. It's not a bad thing. It's just a descriptor. Um, but I do know that it does come loaded with a lot of um, a lot of stress for people. And that is exactly what fat oppression is. Um, so this uh, conversation is brought about by uh, whose post was it? Kristen. Uh, Kristen had a situation with a client, potential client that is um, not super happy with herself and seems to be um, oh, that's okay. Uh, seems to be a little self-deprecating and what can we do about that but in in that post um i notice a lot of well-intentioned comments which are great um yeah no worries uh but yeah so i want to talk a little bit about that because um uh, of course this group is all about challenging belief systems and uh the fear of fat is one of those belief systems that literally everyone has even fat body people um so yeah so when we talk about we can all agree i hope if you're in this group we can all agree that shaming on anybody's body is particularly a terrible idea don't shame people for the way they look in any capacity not just size like just don't if you if they can't change it in five seconds don't even comment on it it's not important okay so that's the first rule. Just don't shame people at all. It's just stupid uh, to shame people on their body or anything else. Just shame in general is a terrible thing. But I do need to make it very clear that while thin shaming is bad, fat shaming is in fact worse because it is based in fat oppression. And these are two very distinct situations. Thin shaming happens individually and it sucks as the individual to experience that, but it does not mean that you do not, you have your privileges taken away from you as a result of that. And I know people hate the word privilege when I say thin privilege. Every aspect of your life, but having a thinner body does afford you more privilege than existing in a fatter body. And here are just some examples. Um, Kristen's client had mentioned like people don't find fat bodies attractive, uh, and all this stuff. And we know that's not true. We know that obviously fat bodies are loved and all that good stuff. But if you look at the representation of relationships in the media on look at Hallmark right now as a perfect example of this, the Hallmark movies coming out that show relationships we don't see fat love represented the way it actually exists. Usually the only way fat stories are told is in the, in the way that they get love is by losing the weight. Um, and the whole storyline revolves around their weight being the, the crux of the problem. When in fact, I can tell you as a fat person, like my fatness is only part of who I am, not the whole thing. But that is an example of an oppression thing is that, or an oppressive thing is that we don't get to see that fat bodies are accepted, are loved, and so on until very recently. And the only reason we are seeing them now is because of people on TikTok showing it, on Instagram showing their real life love, and putting themselves out there only to experience health concerning and trolling. 
Um, so yeah, so I just want to make that very clear. Fat oppression is different because it's a systemic situation. At the end of the day, if you were to take a thin body and a fat body and literally ask people, which body would you prefer? The majority of people would say the thinner body. Uh, and the reason for that is because thin bodies do come with a certain set of privileges, like being able to shop for clothes, which makes people feel more confident, going to the doctor and having your actual issue addressed, um, not being told you need to lose weight when you went in for a splinter in your finger, <laughs> you know, uh, being able to go to the amusement park with your kid and not being told um, that you can't sit with them on the ride because of your size, um, you know, and just like having, even if you look at the news and how they showcase fat bodies, they we call them headless fatties. The only time they ever show fat bodies is by dehumanizing them, by removing their heads altogether and just showing their thumbs and their bums and their legs walking about. Um, that is fat oppression. Uh, fat people standardly get paid less money than thin people or then their thin colleagues. Uh, fat people are regularly denied insurance uh, in both uh, not so much in Canada, but more so in the U.S. Um, so yeah, so when we talk about fat shaming, it is stemmed from such a deeper hatred of anti-fatness than thin shaming is. Thin shaming, in fact, usually comes from a place of bitterness and jealousy that the larger bodies cannot cannot have the same privileges as the thin body. Um, at least that's what I've noticed in my experience. Does that make the shaming hurt any less? No, it still fucking sucks, but you can still turn around and see yourself represented like more properly, I would say, in media, in, uh, in the world. And if you, it, th this is kind of a problem though, if you are somebody that experiences thin shaming and you talk about it, you might feel like you can't, like you might say that to your fat friend and like, oh, it's so tough being thin. Like that's really hard for fat bodies to hear that, even though it doesn't make your point any less valid. Okay. Like you can still personally feel attacked and pain, but as a fat person, we also know that you existing in a smaller body still will get more privileges than we in fat bodies do at the end of the day. So it's a very complicated thing to think about, but it's very important to understand that fat shaming and thin shaming are two very different things. One is rooted in systemic oppression and one is just rooted in jealousy, bitterness, and assholeish behavior. Um, so yeah, things to think about on that front. Does that make sense? Uh, I just want to make sure that that's clear that in this group, we don't want to conflate that they are the same thing um, for multiple reasons. Yeah? Sound good? At the end of the day, don't comment on people's bodies. That's just a very low-hanging fruit that's unnecessary. And I think we've moved past that as a culture, but you'd be surprised, of course, on the internet um, that that isn't the thing. But I just want to make that very, very, very clear. Um, because I see that quite, that happens quite a lot in the, in different Facebook groups is like, yeah, no, but it also sucks to be thin. Well, yeah, it does suck to have somebody attack you as a person, 
but try looking around and not getting the support you need. Like even when fat people do talk about the shaming they experience, the number one advice that they get is, well, you know what, if you just lost weight, then this wouldn't happen. Then you could be confident. Whereas with thin people being thin shamed, it's not quite the same. Like if anything, people are like, oh, like just ignore them. Like they just want the body that you have. Um, that's the advice. So that's the difference there. Well, that's just a very tiny difference. There's a lot of differences, but um, to keep this short and timely and educational and fun for you all, that's what I wanted to touch on in that regard. Okay. So if you have more comments about this, I did post a link to this back in the day. So if you use the search function in the group, type in like fat oppression, I think, or thin shaming search, use the search function, you'll find the article that does it more justice than what I've said here. So I think it's really important to uh, check that out. Okay. Do further research into it if you're still confused because I've talked about this ad nauseum <laughs> in this group multiple times. It's just not the same. It's just not. Okay. Great. Love it. Okay. So now what do we do when we do have clients? Um, yeesh. Uh, possibly, yes. If I can, I'll have to download this video afterwards and then send it to you. Or you can hire me to come in and have this talk with your group, uh, which is also a thing. It's just more of a heavy topic. So that's why um, I don't have it as one of the things. But if you are interested, I can come do this there. Um, okay, so let's talk about what to do when your clients hate themselves or potential clients hate themselves as much as Kristen's client uh, appears to do. Number one, we cannot undo 35 plus years of negative self-talk, 20 plus years of negative self-talk. It is not our job. Oh, thank you, Ez. That's fantastic. Um, so I think it's really important for us to acknowledge that. Yeah, 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 Dana. I do online talks for groups. It's true. Um, so what was I saying? Oh, about when our clients hate themselves so much. Yes. Okay. So number one is that we do tend to have clients that are like, oh, I don't like the way that I look. Da, 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 da. You have to be very self-aware of what your limitation and knowledge is before embarking on giving them advice, I would suggest. Um, because it's a very steep slope to taking on your client's problems or potential client's problems. And if you are not prepared for that, it can be emotionally heavy and you will end up taking responsibility for the fact that you can't change them. So number one, understand that you cannot be responsible for 20 plus years of negative self-talk. Now, I mentioned to Kristen, and my thing is I do pre-session consultations so I can talk about this with clients before they come in. If I have somebody saying um, like all that self-deprecating stuff before they've even come in, I will say, listen, a boudoir shoot can be incredibly powerful, but I need you to understand that one day is not going to undo all of this work. OK, um, all of this conditioning that you've done with yourself. So here's what I need from you is I need you to actively try. 
I need you to actively understand that you have a choice. Just as you choose to see beauty in other bodies, you are actively, or not actively, you are subconsciously not choosing to see yourself as beautiful. For some reason, we think, well, it's just the way that it is. I'm just hideous and terrible and nobody loves me. Do you believe that to be actually true? Like, why do you think that is the way that you think it is? Ha look around. Do you not see people experiencing love? Do you not see like people of all different shapes and sizes and all this stuff? And point your client in the direction of positive stuff. Now, I also think it's important to recognize that this particular client that Kristen's dealing with seems to just keep coming back with reasons why she shouldn't do a boudoir session. And what it seems to me like is that she is wanting Kristen to give her a reason why she should. If that was my client, I would jump on the phone with them or invite them in for a consultation so we could get this out of the way instead of back to back messages of me trying to put out little fires. The therapist, Terry. <laughs> She's a little different than Gary with the new bangs, I'll admit. She's pretty good. <laughs> um, but I think it's really, really important when they come to us with this, um, this information. So uh, let's see. Let me just go through some of the things that she says. Uh, so weight defines everything. Fat people get made fun of. I don't post on TikTok because I'll get made fun of. Thin is what people are attracted to. Thin people are what what attention and get hired. Um, I don't know want. I don't know if that's what she meant at the end there, but she's not wrong. I think it's really important for us to acknowledge that that client is not wrong. That we are not seeing these stories being told. We are not seeing fat bodies doing cool shit. Like we are not seeing fat bodies in love as often as we need to be. Um, the And I think it's really, really, really important that we acknowledge this, that our job as photographers um, in this particular genre for sure is to make sure we are doing our part to diversify the bodies in our portfolios and on our Instagram and social media to help people just shift their mindset away from the story that they have been told because that potential client is not wrong. There are a lot of barriers to fat bodies. Putting themselves on the internet is traumatic. You are getting people commenting on your body that have no right to comment on your body. So that client is not wrong. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you, Michelle. That's fantastic. So I think it's I think it's important for us to acknowledge to help our clients. So is this client ready for a boudoir shoot? No, I don't think she is. And I would have the balls to say that to her and say, "Listen, I don't think mentally you are at a place where you could put where you could be okay seeing photos of yourself, but here's what I want you to do until that moment. I want you to start looking at these different accounts. I want you to read this book. Health at Every Size, Body Respect by Dr. Linda Bacon. Oh, Lindo Bacon now. Okay, great book. Um, I want you to start uh, watching these documentaries, the Embrace documentary. Here is your homework. Once you've put in this effort, you will see a change in your mindset, and then I will be here when you're ready to come in. Until that point, I don't think that a boudoir session is going to undo all of this preconditioning that you've done to yourself. The only one that can undo this is yourself.
So it's really hard as a business person and a um, and an empath to turn people away from this. But here's what's going to happen if you convinced her all of a sudden that this will be the magic thing that fixes you. And she comes in and she sees a photo of herself and she doesn't like it. Spiral. You're not ready to handle that. So this way, it's putting that responsibility on them and says, I will be here. I will be here when you're ready. But I need you to do the mental work because I could show you the best fucking photos of yourself. But if you are not ready to see them, then it won't fucking matter. And that is literally what I tell clients. <laughs> And then you can see them be like, oh, wait, what? Like, I have to be, yeah, you are responsible for your mindset. And I I realized this when I had a client that I was like, yes, this is the best shoot that I've ever done. Super excited. I love these photos. Oh, my God, she's going to love them. And then she came in, did the reveal. Her husband was there, so she didn't really say anything. Get the questionnaire back. And she's like, oh, I hated my photos. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, these are some of my best work. And you, I'm like, okay, okay. This means this isn't about bodies. This isn't about the photos. This is literally about how you see yourself. And I am not responsible for that. Here's the part that you own. Because when people are stressed, when people are anxious, when people are in a not great headspace, they are automatically hardwired to see the negative stuff. So they are not in a point, to, they are not in a place to be able to see the positive stuff. What I would do if you do have a positive, uplifting Facebook group is invite that particular client says, listen, I'm not expecting you to book a photo shoot right now. I want you to see that you can do it. Come into my private Facebook group and just get to know the other clients, get to know the other people that thought exactly the same thing you did, but then decided to take a chance on themselves. Just come hang out. And eventually, I promise you, your mindset will start to change. But I need you to make that move first. Does this make sense? I need a shirt that just says that. <laughs> Does that make sense? Oh, I think I did make a shirt that says that, actually. Uh, but yeah. Is that, is this good? But yeah, do we have any questions about any of this? I think I was going to talk about something else, but I don't know. Where's my thing that I set up here? Low body image, self-worth, and how this group works. Oh, yes. Okay. I'll get to that in a second. So, yes. So number, so let me break, summarize all of that. So number one. Be self-aware of what your capabilities are. If you are not comfortable delivering therapeutic style type advice or being a little bit tough love, then you need to be completely honest with yourself and your client. Yeah, it's a very common question. Um, so, yes. So, break down. So, yes. Be self-aware of what you are capable of handling or not handling. If you know that a yeah I just think it's very honest and then set the expectation with your client what is their part what part do they own in doing this session and what part do you own how do you prepare clients like this to come into a reveal okay cool so Angela I actually have not to pitch my stuff but I have all of this information literally in a bunch of courses on my site um, but I go through expectations with my clients 
I literally sit them down and say, listen, here are three to four things that are going to happen during this process that I've realized after photographing countless women over the last five years. Number one, look at the photos as if you're looking at someone else because the shit you say to yourself, you would never say to someone else. Number two is you're going to hyper-focus on certain parts of your face or your body. Whenever you look at any photograph, these ones are going to be no different. I need you to catch yourself doing that and tell yourself to cut the shit because you're better than that. Number three, however you react is a totally normal reaction. And I give you complete permission to hate your photos because I think these photos are good. You wouldn't be seeing them if they weren't. And I would rather know that you don't like something so I can help you further with that. But if you are afraid to tell me you don't like something because you think I will be offended, then I can't help you and you'll still be sad. I would rather try to help fix the problem. So that's what we're going to talk about. Sound good? Good. Okay, here's your slideshow. Boop. And then away it goes. So yeah, but I do literally have all my expectations I set from the very beginning to the very end of the session to help clients along the way. Um, I think it's very imperative for us to be cognizant of how the mind works. Think of yourself. If you haven't had your own boudoir session done by somebody else, this is my encouragement to you to do that as soon as fucking possible. Until you've had to sit and look at photos that somebody else has taken of you, you will not understand the mindset that your client goes through. This is like it. This is imperative. And I'm talking boudoir photos, if that's what you're shooting. If you're just if you're shooting families, you do the same thing, whatever. But you need to be paying somebody else to take your photos or whatever. And you need to go through a reveal of seeing the photos and and step outside of yourself to acknowledge what is my thought process watching this happen because that that's why like for me I try to get my photo well not now with COVID but previously I tried to get my photos taken a few times a year by different photographers that I loved because I wanted to pay attention to and remember the experience of having uh having that happen so my recommendation is to have the photo shoot done, step outside of yourself mentally and say, okay, I noticed like I had photos done of myself um, from Alex uh, back in Vegas this year and I got my gallery and I was like, I'm so excited. And then as soon as I saw them, I was like, oh God, I did what I tell my clients that they're going to do. I focused in on my stomach and immediately I was like, that's gross. That's disgusting. Terry. And then I realized that I was like, I was thinking this. So I was like, what are you doing? Pull yourself back. Look at the whole photograph. What are you doing? Who were you with? How did you feel? What were you wearing? Like photos do not are not intended for perfection. They are literally there to document a moment in time. Yeah, it's like so much. It's so important to like have that experience. So, and even the first shoot that I, maybe it wasn't the first shoot, but I remember going, I had to drive two hours to have a photo shoot done. And all the way there, I was thinking about, oh, may I, oh, I'm, I should have done this. I should have done that. I need to apologize for this about my body. Uh, I need to say sorry. And I paid attention to what my thought process was, almost like an um, anthropologist observing myself to like say, oh, wow, like I'm already apologizing and I haven't even stepped foot in front of in front of the camera. Our clients are doing the same thing. We are not special unicorns. <laughs> Our clients do the same thing. They're experiencing the same thing. So we need to have that experience so we can say, wow, I also felt like this, but here's how I got through it.
Here's what I did with that information. Here's what I learned about myself is that fat phobia is always within us. When I saw those photos from Alex, I was like, oh, my tummy is big and yuck. That is inner fat phobia. As a fat body image activist, I was like, what are you doing? That is not at all. But I had to have the thought to redirect the thought. Does that make sense? If I did not pay attention to the thought that was happening, I couldn't fix it. And therefore, I would always have that underlying thought. But fat phobia is present in everybody. Everybody has it. And if you're like, no, I don't. Yes, you do. Trust me. If it came down to choosing a photo of you where you probably looked more like your actual physical self and a one where you look smaller and more adhering to beauty standards, you know for sure that you would choose the one more adhered to beauty standards if you had to choose. That is fat phobia. When you get on the scale and it is less than it was before, you're slightly excited, even if you don't know why. It may be just that you took a poop, <laughs> but you're excited because it went down. When it goes up, you're disheartened. That's fat phobia. When you try on your jeans and they feel tight just because they came out of the dryer, you feel fat. You can't feel fat, by the way. That's a whole other talk. But that's fat phobia. All of these thoughts that we've been taught that bigger bodies are bad trickle into us, which is why the work that I do and the work of this group is so important, because we're trying to break through those and challenge those belief systems. But the only way we can do that is by having these tough conversations, by challenging people to think beyond what they believe and say to themselves to say, why do you think that? So when I have clients that are like, oh, I don't like the way I look in that, my first question is like, okay, what is it specifically about that photo you don't like? Oh, well, I don't like my tummy. My tummy's too big. Okay, and what does that mean? Well, um, it it's ugly. Okay, well, what? why is a bigger tummy ugly? Um, well, I don't, well, who taught you that then? Who taught you that a bigger tummy's ugly? I guess like the media, my mom. So is that a belief that's helping you? Is it serving you? No? Okay. And then you get them down to the actual issue. Then you can work on it. Does this make sense? But like we need to address, if you don't address that this is a thing that is happening, then you can't fix it. I like, I'm a huge believer in this. This is why I say things that maybe not everybody wants to say is <laughs> because I'm like, we can't fix problems that we're not willing to address. Curiosity is your friend. Start with yourself, though. Start with yourself. This is why I do this group is because I want you to start with yourself. If you can apply it to yourself, then you can teach your clients. This is why this is why I do this work is because I can only affect so many people. But if I can teach you all to go forward and have amazing conversations, a, a curious conversations to get your clients to think differently about the way they believe bodies should exist in the world by giving them resources, by asking questions, by showing photos of clients of all different shapes and sizes doing cool shit. Then we're doing the work that helps break down this idea that bigger bodies are bad because that's not fucking true because I exist in a bigger body and it's not bad and it's gotten me this far and it does pretty fucking good job. And most of the time she's pretty cute. But again, that's my mindset. You know, I had to work on it. We all have to work on it. So, yeah. That's my story. 
So here are a few resources if you want to get better at this. And I am going to pimp out my course because it is important. So the current course is Body Image and the Boudoir. It takes my Body Image Bootcamp plus boudoir workshops so that way it combines it together to help you with your body image issues so that you start working on you so then it can trickle down because one of the things i notice in the photography industry especially in boudoir is clients that are like oh or photographers that are like oh i'm so good at healing other people but i feel like a fraud because i don't like myself yes exactly use me let me teach you how to help you love yourself and listen to what i'm saying and then you can go forward and A, do the work that you are meant to do, but also do it in a way that makes you feel empowered because you can apply what you are applying to your own life. So one of my favorite quotes is like, you being your authentic self gives permission permission for somebody else to be their authentic self. You loving yourself gives somebody else permission to love themselves. This is what I want the people in this group to do, to feel, to experience, because that selfishly helps my mission of impacting as many people as possible. <laughs> Does this make sense? So that's what this group is about, if you're new. But it starts with you. Like everything, it all starts with you. So yeah, so right now, if you want to learn more about this, I recommend the Body Image in the Boudoir course. That is already in the Everybody's Teachable site. Uh, I can, I'll link it later. Or actually, I'll just go right now because I'll forget, to be honest, because I have a coaching to get on, look, coaching to get onto. So please hold. But then when the Boudoir University comes out, that's going to have more information on literally all of that. Mm, where is it here? Here we go. I'm going to post this in the link. You want more information it is there this will help you with your body image and understanding your part that you play so that you can go forward and help other people with the part uh with the clients and it's a trickle down effect which is necessary ask anybody that's taken body image boot camp or any of the workshops that it is a trickle down effect that once you figure it out for yourself it makes it so much easier to share with your clients it teaches you how to respond to your clients to have these conversations that are a little tough but it helps you remove the personal piece and the uncomfortable piece to it because you're more confident in yourself. Okay. Oh, so much. But also in there, I think I included in the body image in the boudoir, like the expectations and all that shit as well. So that's in there, um, which is good. But yeah, does this make sense? I just want, I just want you to, yeah basically understand all of these things. I kind of went off on a lovely rant, but I think it's really important uh, for people to know about the part that we play. It's easier if we're doing the work ourselves than expecting somebody to do the work for us, if that makes sense, because that's exactly what your clients are uh, looking for. So I am clicking here. So also, if you do want to book me to come into your group and do a talk, this is the link for that. So I come in and do talks for like 30 to 45 minutes um, the, on this thing. It'll be the box to the right. Um, and I do these talks on different things. The number one, the first one I recommend you to do for your clients is five reasons you look like shit in photos. It's light, but it's also impactful and it relates back to you. So it makes people feel more confident about getting in front of the camera. So that's probably good. If you want something specific that is not 
showing here, then you can just message me um, that way. Oh, man. I feel all riled up. That was a good one. I like that. Do we have any questions? Can I answer anything? Do you have any client-specific questions um, or anything I can help you with on this topic? Anything at all? 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 Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. So yeah, we have tons of resources, friends. Tons of resources. Is that maybe an exaggeration? Probably. But there are. So if you're not ready to do the whole courses and all that good stuff, that's fine. This wasn't like this wasn't intended for me to come on and like tell teach you about like my courses. That wasn't the point of this, but the information is here because I get asked these questions so much so many times. <laughs> Um, so the other thing I would recommend is just at the very least the scripts that I use for my ex uh, setting expectations and all that good stuff. Here is just a list of all the courses and you can go find what you want. Uh, but yeah, no questions, no questions about anything. All right. Well, I'm going to go because I have 20 minutes before my coaching call. But thank you all for listening. And uh, I will keep this as an announcement because I think it's important for new people to watch as well. Uh, if you have any questions, obviously, you feel free to use the comment section. If you don't like anything I've talked about on here, um, you, that's totally cool. This might not be the group for you. Please consider that. Uh, but yeah. I love you lots. Thank you for helping me challenge belief systems. You are all amazing. And go forth and make change happen. All right. Okay. Bye-bye.